The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, today we're going to answer this question. Why no cheese in our diet? And my guest has written an entire book about this. My guest is Dr. Neil Barnard, MD, who's a clinical researcher, author, and health advocate. He's an adjunct associate professor of medicine at the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences and president of the Nonprofit Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. He's a frequent lecturer on the issues of health and nutrition and medicine. He's the author of several New York Times bestselling books, including the 21 Weight Loss, 21 Day Weight Loss Kickstart and Power Foods for the Brain. His newest book that we're going to talk about today in this half hour is The Cheese Trap. How Breaking a Surprising Addiction Will Help You Lose Weight, Gain Energy, and Get Healthy. Welcome, Dr. Bonner. Thank you. It's great to be with you today. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, I'm just going to read here for a minute. We've been told that dairy does a body good, but the truth is that cheese can be surprisingly dangerous. Okay, why? Why? And why a whole book about cheese? Well, I have to say, here's why. Uh, Back in 2003, I was funded by the National Institutes of Health to do a study for people who had weight problems and diabetes, and along with it came cholesterol problems, all kinds of other things. And we tested different diets, and the diet that really worked was a completely vegan diet, no animal products at all. And the patients did terrific. They lost weight. In some cases, their diabetes actually disappeared. They felt better than they felt in years. But Several of them said something very curious. They would say, I feel fabulous. Um, I, have never, I haven't felt this good in so, such a long time. I'm off my medications. But the one thing I really miss is cheese. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't milk. It wasn't meat. It wasn't chicken wings. It was specifically cheese. And I kept mm-hmm. hearing people talk about it almost like, the way an alcoholic remembers their last drink yeah. or the way <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a drug addict talks about a drug. And I, as the years went by, I kept hearing this again and again and again. I thought, what's this about? So anyway, I, I've investigated it, and we found several things that to me are very fascinating. First of all, it can, cheese contributes to health issues you would never have suspected. I'm speaking especially of hormonal issues, uh, also weight problems and some others. Secondly, it's addicting. I mean physically addicting. And I know that's a strong statement, but people confirm it over and over again when they say, I, I just, I couldn't live without it. You know, so um, I thought that those people should, or, or that people would want to know about that. And, and the third thing, of course, is I would never have written a book like The Cheese Trap if I didn't have a way out. And uh, I worked with a wonderful recipe developer to make 
beautiful replacements that have all the taste, none of the regrets, and are going to help you slim down, get healthy, and feel great. Really? Yeah, interesting. Now, I've got a ton of questions, and these are my own questions because cheese is so interesting. What about cheese made in Europe, you know, that, that is, again, without the preservatives, that's made in Switzerland or in Italy, rather than the American cheeses? Okay, great question. First of all, cheese, no matter where it's com- where it comes from, no matter what animal it comes from, um, cheese comes from milk. The milk came from a cow. The cow was pregnant, or goat, or whatever the animal was. The animal was pregnant and then gave birth, and then uh, the, the farmer takes the, the milk that was intended for the calf or the kid or whatever the case may be. Um, here's why that's an issue. Pregnant and a cow's pregnancy is about nine months, very similar to a human pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And the farmer impregnates the cow every single year. Um, so nine months out of 12, that cow is pregnant. Pregnant animals make hormones. The hormones end up in the milk. So mm-hmm. if you take a glass of milk, there are just traces of estrogens. I'm speaking of estradiol and others in the milk, and they're a match for your hormones. Then when you turn the milk into cheese, what do you do? You concentrate the fat. The hormones go with the fat. And it's still mm-hmm. just traces. However... Researchers looked at men in a fertility clinic in Rochester, New York, and they showed that those who ate the most cheese had the worst sperm counts, the lowest sperm uh, motility, um, suggesting that even though it's just a trace, somehow these appear to be active hormones. But then it gets worse. uh, Researchers in California did a study uh, in women who had been treated for breast cancer in the past. And these are women who, are, of course, are concerned, would my cancer come back? Because mm-hmm. it comes back, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Or I could, you know, it's, it's a big issue. And what they found was that if you had just a half to one serving of high-fat dairy, I'm talking about cheese or butter, every mm-hmm. day, your risk of mortality was substantially higher, maybe 20% higher. But if you had just one serving a day, uh, every day, your risk of dying of your cancer was increased by 49%. So here's what this is telling us. I'm not saying one, serving of can- one serving of cheese. Daily, yes. Wow. Um, so here's what I'm saying. is a pre- You don't get cheese without the cow being pregnant, and the, ca- the animals are pregnant, and that's what you're feeding your, your, your child, is mm-hmm. the hormones that came out of this animal's body. And up until now, people were either not aware of it, or if they were scientists, they said, yeah, 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 they're there. We know they're there. Um, but, but we don't really care because it's just a trace. Well, it might not be a trace. Uh, it might be enough to cause fertility issues. It might be enough to cause weight problems. It might be enough to cause uh, a higher risk of certain cancers. But when you are looking at what to feed your six-year-old son, is that what you want him to have? Or your six-year-old daughter? Is that, or your own body? Right. Is that what you want to have? Um, so that's the first thing. But there are many, many others that are right, look, as worrisome or more. All right. So I got questions now. Um, so there's a difference between the cheese and the milk because the milk, the, the cow isn't necessarily pregnant with milk. Correct? Is that the difference? No, 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 no. The cows are all pregnant, no matter what dairy product you're taking from them. Um, cows okay. don't give you milk. You know, voluntarily, um, the right. cow has to be impregnated. Right. And okay. then, and then after they give birth, and their baby is wheeled away in a wheelbarrow, and the mother then is going to be milked, and you take the milk, and then you might turn it into yogurt or sour cream or cheese or something like that. Um, but and but why is cheese much worse? Why is cheese much worse than sour cream or milk? Um, because uh, you concentrate the fat, 
and you, you, you take the milk and you pour uh, bacterial cultures in it that give it that sour, dirty socks smell. And then you add rennet, which makes it coagulate. And then you get rid of all the water. So what you've done in turning milk into cheese is you concentrate the fat, concentrate the cholesterol, you concentrate mm-hmm. the calories. So uh, it, there's milk is, has some fat in it, but cheese is 70% fat as a percentage of its calories. And by the way, the average American consumes 65,000 calories worth of cheese every single year. It's the the reason your kids are chunky. It's the reason that people listening to this program are having weight issues. They all blame sugar. They think it's soda, but it's not. And the reason I say that is soda consumption has been falling since 1999. Yeah, just good. Here's my question. Now we know we know sugar's addictive. We understand that. What is it in the cheese? What makes it addictive? The fat? What What uh, makes well, you crave it? That's the question. Yeah, fascinating. It's fascinating. It's it's the the small part of it is the salt and the fat. People add a lot of salt. There's more salt in cheese than there is in potato chips. Ounce mm-hmm. per ounce. Um, mm-hmm. uh, two ounces of potato chips have 330 milligrams of salt. Cheddar has about 350. Edam has 500. Velveeta has 800. Um, so it's, it's, there's more, a lot of salt in it, and it's fatty, and people love salty, fatty things like onion rings and potato chips. But I think the real reason is opiates. There, there aren't opiates in sugar. There's not, there aren't any narcotics in sugar, but there are in cheese. Um, they're called mm-hmm. casomorphins. Um, they, they're in the dairy protein. And they break apart during digestion, they go to the brain, and they attach to the very same receptor that heroin or morphine attaches to. And we think the mother packs them into her milk in order to provide a calming influence on her baby. But but when you make cheese out of it, it's it's concentrated, which is why I jokingly refer to cheese as dairy crack, (laughs) because it's got the milk uh, opiates. It's amazing. It's amazing. I just just want to read something here. People might like milk to get hooked on cheese. Yeah, this is amazing. I'm looking at your book. Now, your salad toppings, which so many people, of course, use dairy. Instead, you use non-dairy cheese like tofu or tofu feta. You talk about using avocado or olives or exotic food. Or um, Now, you say canned vegetables, and yet canned foods aren't supposed to be good for you, correct? Uh, where, did, where did I say canned vegetables? Uh, artichoke hearts, oh, bamboo what, what was the context? Within making dressing, salad dressing. Oh, so I said you could use canned artichoke hearts if you wanted to? Yes. Yeah, well, that's true. You can. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with artichoke. I mean, if you want to cook your own artichoke hearts or, or get them fresh, that's perfectly right. fine. But if you're in a hurry, you can get artichoke hearts that have been prepared and they're in a jar. And uh, get the water-packed ones. Don't get the oil-packed ones. Okay. Um, and that's, that's perfectly okay. And pickled foods, too, which I've heard have been can be good for you. You said you can make a dressing with sauerkraut or dill or pickles or kimchi. Um, I'm not aware of any health issue with kimchi at all. Yeah, um, no, that's what I'm saying. Know, I mean, these are good things that you're saying that we can use that are oh, good, sure, that are good for us. Of, yeah, of, yeah. of course. No, it's perfectly fine. If you're throwing feta on your salad, put avocado chunks instead. The avocado has no hormones. The feta has uh, hormones in it. Um, yeah. If you're yeah. if you're making a pizza, if you have all the kids come over for pizza, what you should do is give one kid the green olives, another kid the black olives, some kid the, the sun-dried tomatoes. Give one other kid a little cup of nutritional yeast, which they sell at health food stores, and it's got no, no fat and it's high in protein, and you just sprinkle it on. It has all the flavor of cheese, but none of the regrets. 
So no, no hormones, nothing addicting, just very tasty. Mm. This is amazing. I want, we're going to take a break in a minute, but I want to go back for a second, go two minutes before break, to this whole concept of that it's addictive, that it's like almost like cocaine in your brain. So explain that again, because that's amazing to me, the addictive part yeah. of the cheese. Yeah, it's not really like cocaine. It's more like heroin. Um, Whoa, or, that's worse. Or morphine. <laughs> something. Worse. I know that sounds funny to say. But the, the reason I say that is, is heroin attaches to a specific receptor in the brain. It's called a mu receptor, MU. And that's where the cheese opiates attach. So in your digestive tract, the protein, which is called casein, that's in, there's some of it in milk, but there's a lot of it in cheese. It breaks apart. And the casomorphins come out of the milk protein, and they go into your bloodstream, and they pass through to the brain, and they attach to the new receptors of the brain. And they give you a very slight narcotic effect. It's not enough to make you drive funny, but it is enough for you to say, oh, that was nice. Why don't we have this again tomorrow? And then when a doctor like me comes on the radio and says cheese is not very healthy, it's the reason people are saying, I couldn't live without it. They don't, they don't realize. They think it's the taste or mouthfeel. It's the narcotic effect that they're that they're describing without knowing Our- it. All right, we're going to take a break. This is fascinating. My guest is Dr. Neil Barner. His book is The Cheese Trap, How Breaking a Surprising Addiction Will Help You Lose Weight, Gain Energy, and Get Healthy. Dr. Barnard is the author of several New York Times bestselling books. He's a clinical researcher, author, and health advocate. Um, We're going to talk more about The Cheese Trap, and people can log on to give us the website, please, for the book. Sure, it's uh, thecheesetrap.org, sorry, thecheesetrap.org. All right, thanks so much. All right, you're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Dr. Neil Barnard right after the break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 
on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone. We are back. Or This is a fascinating interview. We are talking to Dr. Neil Barnard, MD. He's the author of the brand new book, The Cheese Trap, How Breaking a Surprising Addiction Will Help You Lose Weight, Gain Energy, and Get Healthy. Dr. Barnard is a clinical researcher, author, and health advocate. He's an adjunct associate professor of medicine at George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences and president of the nonprofit Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Dr. Barnard is a frequent lecturer on issues of health, nutrition, medicine, and the author of several New York Times best-selling books, including The 21-Day Weight Loss Kickstart and Power Foods for the Brain. Welcome back, Dr. Barnard. All right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Got it. More questions here. It's fascinating to me. So, you know, I'm, I mean, I do these kinds of interviews a lot. I have not heard this. So is this new? And I, I haven't heard this from my doctors. I haven't heard this really talked about. I mean, everyone says no sugar, no sugar from Sugar Blues in the 70s. You know, but I've never heard anyone say absolutely never no cheese. So is this new? Um, the sugar issue is real but minor. Um, when really? I say minor, I mean, I mean, if you're having a soda, it's not health food. But it's not the reason why people are heavy. It's not the reason kids are chunky in the vast majority of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for, for several reasons. But the main thing is that sugar consumption has been falling in the United States for almost 20 years. Oh, um, ever since people started switching to bottled water back in um, just before the year 2000. And yeah. sugar is way, way down. But obesity is way up. And what is also up is cheese consumption. So the point I'm making is it's the, that 65,000 calories worth of cheese that people are eating. That's the big issue. But what's new, the information I meant about, uh, I've shared with how uh, women who had previously been diagnosed with breast cancer um, would get apparently what looks like a hormonal effect of cheese because their risk of dying if they consumed even one serving of cheese a day was about 49% higher than the women who avoided it. That that study was done uh, about four years ago, 2013. Um, The information about fertility in men was done the following year, 2014. So... Much of this wasn't known when your doctor was in medical school, and a lot of health advocates are scared of telling you the truth. They don't want, they don't want to confront things that people hold near and dear. So they'll, they'll say, don't eat sugar or don't eat carbs or some other thing that, that is frankly nonsense nutritionally. You, and the reason I say that, uh, not only is, is sugar not the big issue, and don't get me wrong, sugar is not healthy. But Mm -hmm. Americans don't eat enough of it to really matter. Um, But if you carbs are not the issue either. If you look at Japan, people ate rice, huge amounts of rice, and they were which is a high carbohydrate food. They were very thin until McDonald's and the other fast food chains came in and pushed the rice out and brought in the meat and cheese. Those Mm. are the fast foods. Mm. Okay. All right. So let's talk about if people are listening to this and they're saying, oh, I can't give up my cheese. How have you helped people convert over so that they feel satisfied and they feel like they're not, you know, that they're not losing out? 
Okay. Well, they're, first of all, they're going to feel more than satisfied. They're going to be. They're going to feel fantastic. They're going to like it. They're going to like the taste, and even better, they're going to like their new body. But they're. About three steps. Step one is you have to understand why we're doing this. I, the idea is not to take away something that you love, um, but you have to understand if your skin is bad, if you've got asthma, if you have rheumatoid arthritis and your joints are sore, um, these things are often triggered by the dairy protein. If you have extra weight that you're having trouble losing, if you have diabetes, if you have heart disease, these are all things that relate to the fat and cholesterol that are in the cheese. Um, so once a person starts to, to realize those are the issues and they think, I want to break free, then step two is take seven days. And for this seven-day period, don't take anything out of your diet, but do explore the alternatives. So uh, try a vegan cheese. Uh, you go to the store and you get uh, Kite Hill cheese, which they all sell. And it's made ex- with exactly a cheese-making technology the same cultures and everything, but they start with almond milk instead of dairy milk. Mm-hmm. Or get tree line cheese or Miyoko's Kitchen. There's a million of them. Find the one you like. Um, put uh, a little bit of avocado on your, sa- on your salad instead of the feta. Try the different choices and see the things that you enjoy. Um, and best of all, if you really want to do well, get meat replacements as well. So then step three. So step one, get informed. Step two, for a week, take a week and find a replacement. Step three, now do three weeks, no cheese at all for, for 21 days, and ideally mm-hmm. throw out all the animal products. Two things will happen in that three-week period. Physically, your, your health is going to revolutionize. You're going to start losing weight, mm-hmm. feeling better. If you have diabetes, your blood sugar is going to fall. So much so, you've got to let your doctor know in advance you're going to do this because this is a powerful, powerful experience. The yes. second thing is your tastes are going to change because you're going to start to like healthy food yeah. and you'll yeah. break that addiction and you'll think, how did mm-hmm. I ever do this? Mm-hmm. I have found that, by the way, not so much for cheese, but with uh, gluten, for example. When I got off gluten and then I went back on, oh, I was exhausted. I was tired. So, I mean, but I went off it for, for maybe as you, a month or so. And then I went back on and it was, I, and, and that really helped me. So I stay clear of it if I can. Same kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, you're going to start looking at cheese as if it's glue. You're not going to want uh, it anymore. Uh, yeah. Wow, so I assume... Cruel thing. You know, I there, assume there are a lot of people who it. go veg- vegetarian for health reasons, uh, but there are many who do it for the animals. Uh, they don't want to slaughter the animal, but all dairy cows, I think they go through an even worse experience because mm-hmm. the, the poor cow has to be artificially inseminated, which is not done in a pretty way. Uh, it's done in a creepy, uncivilized way, if you don't mind my saying that. And I'll spare your listeners the details. But then when she gives birth, her calf is taken away, and she will cry all night long for her baby because there's no bigger bond than a mother mm. and her child. And mm. she goes through that for, for about four years, every single year. She cries all night, and then she will be slaughtered and replaced with her daughter, who is now going to get artificially mm. inseminated. Um, mm. And the reason she's, uh, she's slaughtered at age four is because she doesn't give quite as much milk anymore, and so they decide they're going to use her daughters for this process instead. Mm. Now, the dairy farmers aren't bad people, but when you look at the operation, you have to just say, this is not, this is not really very kind, uh, apart mm. from being cruel and, you know, uh, I mean, apart from being uh, an unhealthy thing to do. Mm. Oh. It doesn't sound very good, does it? Oh. Well, <laughs> I didn't the, realize the all of that. that you Everything could, you're saying, I didn't know. The, the good uh. news is there are all these plant-based cheeses that are dramatically better. 
Um, mm-hmm. And go to the health food store. The nutritional yeast, they keep it in the supplement aisle. It's in a can. It, t- it, gives, it puts a cheesy flavor to any sauce you're going to make, to pizza and everything. Uh, the bodybuilders buy it because it has no fat and it's high in protein. But it, it, through a quirk of nature, it just tastes like cheese. Mm. Now, the when you talk about, you talk, I just, I do want to ask you about meat because do you feel that people should not eat meat or should reduce meat? Uh, what's your feeling about that? Well, it's, it's similar to cheese in the sense that the, the healthiest is not to have it at all. When we look around the world, the people, people who grew up like I did in Fargo, North Dakota, eating meat all the time, those are the healthiest, fattest people with the highest risk of heart disease and certain forms mm. of cancer and diabetes. Um, in the state that I grew up in, North Dakota, 37% of the population has diabetes or prediabetes now. Wow. If you look at people wow. who don't eat animal products, it's maybe 2.9% of the popula- mm-hmm. of the vegans have diabetes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. So, yes, a vegan diet is, is that it's like quitting smoking. Oh. A vegan diet, yeah. a diet with no animal products is the healthiest way to go. Yeah. And uh, I encourage all my patients to do that. And it takes them about three weeks uh, to do that. And their lives changed. Just yesterday, I was talking to a young woman with bad rheumatoid arthritis. She went on a totally vegan diet. The rheumatoid arthritis completely remitted, totally gone. Oh, oh. Uh, and I don't mean to say that will happen with everybody, but right. we see this, asthma, cholesterol problems, all getting better. Diabetes, in some cases, right. will go away, but it's not going to do it unless you change your diet. All right. So here's a tough, well, it is a little bit of a tough question. What, uh, what are the cheese manufacturers saying about this and about your book? I think what they're saying is it's time to diversify. You know, when you go into the dairy counter, at, if, you, if you go into a Safeway or a Publix or a Kroger's grocery store, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, they sold milk, 2% milk, lactate milk, and so forth. Now you go in there, what do you see? Half the shelves are almond milk, soy milk, rice milk, oat milk, yeah. chocolate, vanilla, yes. all these flavors. And so the, the dairy people are smart. They're diversifying. And there's, you can't say anything bad about those products. They're perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. where they're well, going. That, so so they're, they're having non-dairy cheese, too. Good. And there's research. I mean, in your book, I'm sure you, you, ha- you point to research studies about this. That's what we were discussing. Uh, For example, the study on breast cancer. That you, know, uh, you, you will see in the back that there are references for everything that we're discussing. And mm-hmm. the biggest fans of this book, the people who write to me the most about the cheese trap, are doctors who say, thank wow. heaven, we didn't learn this in medical school. Okay. Now we see why women have fertility okay. problems mm. because of the hormones mm. they're getting. We see why men are having yeah. fertility issues. We see why our patients are having trouble losing weight. Mm. Um, so we're, it's, it's been very, very well received. Wonderful. But the best thing is that the recipes. The recipes are lots of fun. Make my fettuccine Alfredo. Make my cheesecake. It doesn't have any okay. dairy in it, but it is just delicious. All right, and that's all in the book, The Cheese Trap, and you can log on to cheesetrap.org. And we've got about a minute left. Tell us, what drew you to this, all of this, the nutrition? I mean, as an MD, you could have gone into any field, right? You had your, what drew you to nutrition and cheese and, and this area? If you came into my office and we were to ignore the nutrition and you say, well, I've got diabetes and I were to give you a metformin prescription and show you how to use mm-hmm. influence syringes, I would be guaranteeing that you will never get better because I'm just mm-hmm. using drugs to try to counter it. But if right. I change your diet, I have a shot. You have a yeah. shot. Yeah. Having your diabetes yeah. improve and go away. Yeah. I can open up your arteries again. We can prevent cancer. Food is the issue for two-thirds or three-quarters of our health problems, and that's why wow. we want to tackle it. 
Wow. Fabulous interview. And thank you so much, Dr. Barnard. Really. My pleasure. Thank you. Yes, stand the line for a minute. The Cheese Trap, How Breaking a Surprising Addiction Will Help You Lose Weight, Gain Energy, and Get Healthy by Dr. Neil Barnard. Log on to thecheesetrap.org. All right, coming up is the next interview right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.